Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to The Conversation. In today's episode, I'm going to piggyback on the episode just before this, The Pleasure Principle. Are you using The Pleasure Principle? And that is the contrast between pain or moving away from pain and moving towards pleasure. Specifically in this episode, I want to talk about alignment. I want to get clearer or more precise about what alignment is. And this has direct applications to law of attraction and actually getting anything that you want. Because we will not typically take action towards something unless we are in alignment with the fulfillment of that goal or that intention. And so for the moment, put the word alignment aside and hold a space for it, knowing that we are going to come back to it and discuss it in more depth. The other thing I want to talk about is something that a lot of people experience, and that is procrastination. We have these intentions, we have these goals, things that we know we should do or could do, yet we beg off. We find something else to do. We get distracted. We have actual reasons that we created why we're not moving forward. And these reasons, these excuses seem completely valid. And this is where if you consider yourself to have a degree of intellectual prowess, this actually gets in your way because you are even more inventive or more realistic about what's really going on here. But the truth is that they're just more inventive excuses. The feeling that you're left with when you don't go forward with your intention is that there's a certain amount of shame or guilt. I should have done it. I know that I should do it. I just didn't feel like it. What's wrong with me? There's a part of me that's self-sabotaging my efforts. What's wrong? This indicates that there's a sub-personality that is in the mix that doesn't want to move forward because it per- it perceives moving forward with a certain amount of pain. There's, there's some uncomfortableness laid out there in the future going for this intention. So it holds back. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to talk your way through, how to actually install a strategy on moving forward that appeases this part that is reticent, holding back, that is so-called sabotaging your efforts. But in addition to this strategy, we're going to get clear about what is alignment. What does it feel like? How do you know you're in alignment? How do you know you're out of alignment? Now, before we go too deep into this, I want to re-presence you, and I say re-presence because I'm assuming you've been listening to episodes all along, and you've heard me mention this before, and that is the idea that there are three things that are required in order for us to achieve anything, for us to create anything, manifest anything, there are three things that are required. That is the how-to, the want-to, and the chance-to. Or in other words, the motive means an opportunity. You see, in order to do anything, to perform any task, to manifest anything, you need the desire, you need the want to, you need the motive. You have to have sufficient desire to get off your butt and actually take action, move or take a step. Without that desire, you will stand still. And as I mentioned in the previous episode on pain and pleasure, That desire could be to move away from pain. So that desire is going to be moving away from pain or moving towards pleasure. The next thing we require is the means or the how-to. And then after that, the chance-to or the opportunity. 
In the context of law of attraction, the only thing that we are actually required to come up with is sufficient desire. Sufficient desire is the great equalizer. Without knowing the how, without having an opportunity, if we have enough desire, we will attract the opportunity, we will attract the how-to. In fact, the how-to is usually filled in by the universe. But for those of you that want to figure it out in your head, just know that we need to have the desire and we have to have some kind of idea about how it's going to happen, how it's going to take place, and present ourselves with an opportunity or maneuver ourselves in a way to where we have the opportunity to fulfill on our quest, on our desire, on our goal. Now let's talk about alignment. Let's talk about what it is and what it isn't. Now, understand that in order to really appreciate this or to reflect on it or have a sense of it, I want you to start looking inside to your body sense. What are the different sensations in your body? And I'm going to mention a few feeling states, and you just notice where is it occurring in your body? How is it occurring for you? Now, reduced to its base level, alignment is the urge, the pull to move forward, to take action, take the step. Resistance is not alignment or misalignment. And that resistance is reticence. It's holding back. It's a sense of fear. It's a dread. For many things, when we're aware of procrastination, we understand that we're resisting moving forward. We don't necessarily know why, but we just know that we're putting it off. We're getting distracted. We're doing something else other than what we should or could be doing. And then other times, we're not so aware, not so consciously aware that we are procrastinating. It's our other than conscious mind is implementing strategies, implementing effects in our life that's delaying us moving forward. We might be extra tired and it seems perfectly logical. Look at the long day I put in. Look at all the work I've been doing. I hardly got any sleep last night. Or it could be another task rears its head and seems like a priority at the moment. But it's usually a task that could have waited. doesn't need to be done right now, but it feels urgent at the time. Things that I've done is clean out my inbox, clean my office, straighten my desk. Or suddenly I feel like I need to clean the litter boxes. Or some question will pop in my head and I feel like, oh man, I need to find the answer to this. So I get on Google or I get on YouTube to find the answer, only to be distracted for another 20 minutes, another 15 minutes, or another three hours. The exact strategy put in place will be determined by the subpersonality that's actually defending you or trying to save you from being uncomfortable. And so back to the whole definition of alignment. Being out of alignment means there is a feeling of resistance, any feeling that could be categorized under the word resistance. I've said before that my definition of alignment is the aligning of your mind with your heart and your body towards a desired intention. So let me break this down. We'll start with our body. When we're in our body, when our body is in alignment, we're in action. We're taking action that is aligned with the fulfillment of our intention. How we're breathing, our muscle tone, our posture is all aligned with the expression of that intention. If you've ever watched a sporting event, whether it be a basketball game, a football game, a tennis match, a boxing match, 
You can look at the posture of the players, the look in their eyes, how they're carrying themselves on the court or the pl- on the field or in the ring, and you can pretty much identify who the winner is, who seems to have the upper hand, who is more aligned with being a winner. And then we can discuss the psychosomatic loop, and that is the idea that how you use your body affects the mind, how you use the mind affects the body. So if your body is in alignment, more than likely, your mind begins to get in alignment. Because you are first an animal, then you are an ethereal being or a mental being. So the fastest way to get in alignment is act as if you are aligned. Act as if you have the intention. Walk like a winner, talk like a winner, breathe like a winner. Breathe as if you have it already. You see, there is a sense in your body, and there's a very fine distinction between your heart and your body. The heart is the emotion. The heart is the feeling. And your body is feeling in motion. And so alignment feels like certainty. It feels like a pull forward, an expansion, a lightness of being. Misalignment or not being in alignment feels heavy, feels like dread, feels like fear or anxious. And then we consider our thoughts. Are our thoughts in alignment? Do we offer up excuses or are we going to overcome or already decided that we will overcome any excuse that comes up? I am doing it. There's no way around it. It's going to happen. Consider it done. Another way of saying this is walking your talk and talking your walk. So, okay, at this point, hopefully you have a good sense or your finger on the pulse of what alignment feels like and what misalignment feels like. And sometimes it's very subtle. Sometimes, sometimes we're not aware. Sometimes we're not tuning in to the degree that we could. And that's when it's incumbent upon us to have a seat, check in with ourselves. How do I really feel about this intention? How do I check in with all parts of you? I've talked about our subpersonalities, how we're a multidimensional being. We have different subpersonalities, aspects of ourselves. And so when we're setting off on an intention, you check in with all parts of you. Does any part of me disagree? Does any part of me not buy into going for this intention? And then if you get the impulse, like you have a little doubt, a little nagging sense of something might go wrong or the BS response, that's bullshit or bullocks, depending on where you are. But it's that doubt that creeps in, that unconscious doubt that you will fulfill on it. Or you just know it just won't happen. But that feeling may not be evident unless you take the moment, take the time to be self-reflective, to actually check in, like I said, with all parts of you. And for the sake of our conversation today, let's just say you have the intention part or the warrior part and then the fearful part. And they're at odds with each other. And when push comes to shove, more than likely, the fearful part will win out. And he or she will cause the warrior to forget their sword at home (laughs) and have to go back and get it and miss the battle. Okay, so for now, let's put the idea of law of attraction aside and understand that we're going to supply the how-to-want-to-chance-to. Now, to accomplish anything, to get something done, it usually doesn't just instantaneously occur. There is a series of steps. There's a process, usually, that we engage in. And then, step after step, sooner or later, we're going to arrive at our destination. But to arrive at our destination, it is taking a series of steps. And remember, the journey of a thousand miles is accomplished step by step. But if we consider that journey of a thousand miles and we feel overwhelmed, 
That overwhelm is a feeling of misalignment. And what is the misalignment indicating? Well, it's, mis- it's indicating that we don't have our mind right. We're focusing on the wrong things. And this is an important part to understand that if you have a negative kinesthetic, a negative sensation, a negative feeling in your body, an unpleasant feeling, that is an indication of misalignment or not being aligned. And from the context of overwhelm, that's in considering all the steps all together, and it just feels like too much in that moment. It feels like too much to the fearful part. And so what we want to do is reframe the total journey, reframe our our goal, and break it down into smaller chunks, smaller pieces. I've said before, how does one eat an elephant, or how does one eat a pizza pie? Well, You don't eat it all at once. You eat it one bite at a time. Breaking it down into smaller chunks is breaking it down into smaller steps. The English aphorism I like is, by the inch, it's a cinch, but by the mile, it's a trial. Said a different way, you could say, by the centimeter, it's easy. By the kilometer, it's harder. It doesn't quite sound the same, but you get the idea. So, okay, we have a series of steps that we want to take in front of us. We have a process that we're engaging in. First, we do this activity, and then there's that activity, and then there's another activity after that. And so as we look forward and consider the different activities, different engagements that we're going to be involved in, if there's any reticence or resistance around any one of those steps, more than likely, we will not take action. Especially if you don't have a working relationship with the feeling of ambiguity. You see, for the most part, as a human being, there is nothing that is certain. Yet there are things or actions we engage in because they have a feeling of certainty. We, we kind of know how things are going to go. And this is where you really have to assess your own personal comfort level with ambiguity. And typically, you know, this can't be said across the board, but the more intellectual prowess you have, the more, the smarter you think you are, or the the smarter you actually are, more than likely you need more of the details filled in. It actually makes you quite uncomfortable to wing it, to figure it out as you go. And so you will tend to plan and you'll try to figure it all out. And this is what people do to procrastinate. They'll work hours and hours on the perfect plan and never actually take the vacation. But they have it all planned out. They, they've they already enjoyed it in their armchair. And the reason you procrastinate is not because you don't have a solid plan. It's because one of the steps you have resistance about. Sometimes that resistance is just getting started or the potential of failure. But with that said, if you require a plan, if you really want a plan, if it, it satisfies your sense of certainty, then by all means, create the plan. But then also assess, where am I resistant in this plan? Because if you know for yourself that you require a higher degree of specificity about exactly what's going to go on, how, th- how are things going to take place, then by all means, supply that for yourself. Other people are more comfortable with a level of ambiguity. This is where self-reflection or self-knowledge is extremely important. So here I want to touch back to the concept of the three things that we need to accomplish anything. This is the how-to. We want to know the how. How might it happen? What are the steps? What are the techniques? If you're engaging in an exercise program or you join the gym, what the hell are you going to do once you get there? 
you'd like to have a program, you'd like to have a trainer, especially if you don't have a relationship to exercise or you don't have that body of work to know which exercises you want to do or have it already planned out. And so if you're one of those people that have decided at the first of the year you're going to engage in an exercise program, you're going to lose weight, get in shape, then you better have a plan, a workout plan. Spend a few times with a trainer or employ a trainer unless you already have your exercise program figured out because that ambiguity will keep you from getting to the gym. You might go the first three or four times, but after a while you feel kind of this confusion about what you're doing while you're there. It doesn't feel like you have made any progress. There's no plan, no no checklist. You can't check off this exercise and this exercise. I've done five sets of this. So when there's no plan, you feel like you're just wandering around. You feel more self-conscious. You worry about what other people are thinking about you, which that is not pleasant. That's not in alignment with your fitness goal. To me, that's not a consideration as far as having a trainer. Because I was trained as an athletic trainer back in college, but I've I've not kept up my certification. Surely there's new things I can learn, and I do check out the YouTube. I check out other things, and I keep up on my own education, and I fill out and flesh out my own exercise program. But if you don't know what you're going to do, if you don't have a plan, then by all means, at least take advantage of a complimentary session or half a dozen sessions with a trainer. You're going to reap huge rewards if you do. Now, for a moment, I'm going to reflect this process on myself. When I sit down to do a podcast episode, I have the best of intentions. I might have a working title in my mind, but if I don't know specifically what I'm going to talk about or what the end result I want is, then I will more than likely not sit down in front of the microphone. Even though I think I should or I could sit down and record an episode and publish it, if I'm not clear about what I'm talking about, and I don't need to know every word, I just need the framework of it. I need to have some of the stories I want to talk about. I need to get related to the listener. And that's why I start out the podcast the way I do. Welcome back to the conversation. That's an anchor for me to reaffirm to myself that this is a conversation, that I'm talking to you. And it's it's a private conversation because more than likely you have your headphones in, you might be working out, you might be driving. And so I want to talk directly to you. I want to say things that are going to impact your life. And so just that little phrase gets me into the mode, gets me into the mood. But if I'm not clear about what I'm going to say afterwards, I still won't take action. You see, we need that clarity. And the more specificity that we can create, the more clarity we can create about the intention that we want, the easier it is to accomplish. Remember, Neville Goddard said, assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. Now we're in the law of attraction. But that feeling state, that feeling of the wish fulfilled, that is alignment. Because if we're not there, if we're not already at the end, then we're living in the lack of it. We're living in the not having of it. And so getting back to my fitness idea, when you're looking in the mirror and you say, you're fat, you're creating yourself as fat, that statement, that image, that visualization is not in alignment with you being fit or engaging in fitness. So I say, when I look in the mirror, you are becoming a lean, mean fighting machine. Your body's changing. You're getting stronger in the process. You're in action and it's all unfolding perfectly. 
that takes on account of me being in the process. I'm not necessarily where I want to be yet, but I can visualize it. I'm in the process. I'm bringing it closer. I'm drawing it to me. My body's adapting and acclimating to the exercise and becoming stronger, leaner. Isn't that a different feeling from saying you're fat, like you need to lose some weight? I'm becoming a lean, mean fighting machine. And so that's not real specific. It's general enough to where it's believable. And I am going to the gym. So there's that reinforcement. It's true. I am in the progress. I am in action. So that's aligning my internal voice, my thoughts with my intention. I hear people, especially this time of the year, I don't want to go shopping because there's no place to park. They actually go out looking for no place to park. Or, I can't go to the gym now. It's too crowded. It's overcrowded. And I don't know what they've done, but they've been selling a lot of memberships, evidently, where I go. And it just seems a lot busier. So I've had to adjust my start times, adjust the times that I go in order to avoid the crowds. But if I was to stand there or sit there and say... I can't work out because it's just too busy. I could go, but I'd just be standing around waiting for a machine, and I dread that. I hate that. That internal dialogue is not in alignment with me fulfilling on my intention of getting in shape. So let's draw this back to the framework. If we have a step that has potential resistance, whether it's too many people at the gym, no place to park, how do I work around that? How do I create an intention or create my focus or focus my mind in a way where that is not an issue. As far as parking, I could say, there's always some place to park. There's always an open parking spot. People are coming and going all the time. There will be the perfect spot open up right when I need it. That is different than there's no place to park. Why even go? There's no place to park. If I use my example on the podcast, so how do I get around that? I sit down and I draft out what I want to talk about. I write down five to 10 key points that I want to make. I can write down one to three different stories or anecdotes that I can supply that would be relevant to my message. And of course, I, I jumped over this part, but this is first and foremost. What is the intention? What is? How do I want you to be left after listening to the episode? Do I want to give you information so you can take action? Do I want to stimulate your mind, offer up a question? Is there a call to action? So there's something I'm leading towards at the end of the episode. And then everything after that, I brainstorm all these different ideas on things I can talk about. And sometimes when I brainstorm, it becomes overwhelming because I have so many ideas. And that becomes one or two episodes, maybe a three-parter. And sometimes I sit down and I think I'm going to talk about one thing. But I sit down because I think I'm going to talk about something. And then the way the conversation goes in my head, it goes down a completely different avenue. And it's a different episode. That's where I, I give up control and I embrace the ambiguity, and I allow spirit to move through me. But by that time, I've already made it to the microphone because I've overcome the resistance by having a sense of what I'm going to talk about. I'm fairly certain about what I'm going to discuss. And that is enough for me to take action. In retrospect, I have found myself, depending on the goal, depending on the intention, that I may need a higher degree of specificity as far as the how-to as I proceed, or at least have a global idea or a big picture idea of where we're going to end up. To me, I've realized that having that global perspective is more important than having all the details. My wife, when we travel, she likes to put it in the GPS. I like to look at the map. 
I like to get the overview, have a general sense of its relationship to everything else. Are there alternative routes? And then I'll zoom in and look at the specific roads around it, how many exits away. I'll get really detailed. And then I'll remember all that because I know how my mind works too. I need that global picture. I need the global overview. It literally drives me crazy to go step-by-step, turn-by-turn, turn-right, turn-left, 300 yards down the road. I I need that global picture. I need the overall perspective. And when I said it literally drives me crazy, it raises my anxiety. It's so uncomfortable for me. I don't enjoy it at all. I'll even pull over and look at the map. So for me, I know that I need that big picture. Now, saying all this, I want to drive home the idea that we're all a little bit different. And so it's recognizing what do you have to put in your strategy? What do you have to fill out? Do you need more specificity? Do you need more clarity? What, if you put it in place, will make the difference? What is the difference that makes the difference for you? With the goal of alleviating that resistance, alleviating that anxiety, alleviating that fear, what needs to be figured out in order to, for you to feel good about proceeding? Remember, we are either moving towards something pleasurable or moving away from fear. And usually in the fear, we're moving away from resistance. We're moving away from that which we do not want. And when we're focusing on what we do not want from the law of attraction, we tend to attract more of what we are moving away from. And so ideally, we want to think about what we don't want and then orient towards what we do want. So I don't want this, but I do want this. And we want to picture this, visualize this, visualize the outcome to where it's attractive, where it's alluring, where it pulls us forward. And when we're focusing on the end result and we're so associated with the fulfillment of that, then typically we will do whatever it takes to get or achieve that intention. We will climb any mountain, go through any valley, cross any river in order to arrive at our destination. In fact, all that other stuff is just incidental because we cannot see anything else aside from our intention. We hold in our mind's eye our ultimate desire, and we're fixated on it. And as a result, we will move mountains in order to arrive at our destination. Now, this speaks directly to what I said earlier about desire is the great equalizer. So if you're going to invest time towards an intention, invest it first in creating sufficient desire where you really want it. You can taste it. You can almost feel it happening before you. Or it's already happened. Drive the car, smell the leather, visit the house. How's it feel? Sit in the chair. Then after you have sufficient desire, figure out the details. You may have to take some training. You may have to ask someone else, find a consultant, a trainer. But if you're going to engage law of attraction, having sufficient desire is typically enough. The way I usually say it is this is what I'm doing. This is I'm committed to fulfilling on this intention. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. That's pacing the obvious in the room that I don't know the how. I don't know when. But there is nothing that's going to stop me. The stars are aligning. The universe is behind me. My angels are conspiring on my behalf. It will happen. I just don't know when or how, but I trust that it's all working out for me. 
if you have hesitancy about that commitment, if you're not going all out in your pursuit of it, you're kind of holding back because you have a little doubt. You don't know if it's going to work out. You don't want to disappoint yourself. So you kind of are disappointed in advance. My coach, Denny Hopkins, told me, don't leave it on the bench, leave it on the floor. Meaning that once you step on the court, you play fall out. You burn yourself out. You leave all your energy. You don't leave any gas in the tank. There's a line from the movie Gattaca. It's an older movie, and I don't even know how old it is. But there's two brothers that are swimming in the ocean. The older brother is genetically modified. The younger brother is not. He's been faking it. But they're racing, swimming in the ocean to see how far out, who will give up first. And this is near the end of the movie, and the younger brother ends up beating the older brother, and the older brother is like, you've never beat me. What happened? Like, how could you beat me? You have never, ever beaten me. And the younger brother said, I decided I was never going to give up. I was going to keep swimming until I either drowned or I won. I have more to say about this, and we're already at 30 minutes, so I'm going to create a part two where I'll talk about the distinctions, the contrast between being in alignment let's say the sensations or the kinesthetic response in being in alignment, contrast that with being out of alignment. So until next time, until the next episode, this is Daniel Danovi urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 